All right, welcome to Nerding Daily. This Woo. is a Thanksgiving episode, and we're <laughs> going to give you a little bit of everything, just like Thanksgiving. Yeah. There's no... A like, cornucopia. It's like the cafeteria version of Nerding Daily. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> it's like the public school cafeteria, where it's just a bunch <laughs> of crap, but at least there's a lot of it. We're going to give you that no. tiny little cup, <laughs> like yes. the hobo's cranberry there sauce. You go. Right. Well, let's start Which off I with uh, some thanks. And uh, oh, just yeah. honor, honor the man, Stan oh, the Man yeah. Lee. We lost Stan Lee, which... 95? You know, he was 95. Yeah. He, he knew it was coming eventually. The man lived. I mean, he, yeah. he that guy worked to the end, right? Yeah. I mean, and you met him, right? Yeah, I got to meet him. That was cool. We Kids got to meet him, too. We took them because we knew it was important. <laughs> we were like the only people in line with kids. Huh. Really? Yeah. Yeah, we looked and people were like, why did you bring your kids? I'm like, uh... He's 90 years old. Hello. At right. the time. You know, yeah. You, this is the chance to meet a legend one day when Sam wakes up and, or I mean, grows up and realizes, yeah. oh, you brought me Dan. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Him and Stevie, though. But anyway, it's that awesome. was cool. Yeah. So Stanley, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Wow. I just hope he keeps making, like, not he, but like, they, uh, like in the Marvel Netflix shows, all his cameos on there were just like pictures in the background. Right. And I think they should just keep doing that. Like, just keep having him in like, just little background shots. Oh, of, yeah. Of, like, pictures and stuff. Like, I'm, they would have him on newspaper covers, like, when they walk past a newspaper stand, or they'd have him on, like, like a, in a police precinct, they had, you know, him in one of the pictures back there and stuff like that. When I would even like to just hear his voice in the background on the TV, you know. Yeah. Hey, true believers. Right. Excelsior. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Because yeah. you have old archive footage and stuff like that, too. Oh, they got tons yeah. going back. So, that'd be good. They should yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. They should. I was just going through his uh, bibliography of all the Marvel comics that he started. It's astonishing. Spider-Man, The Avengers, uh, Daredevil. Just, just starting. Stripper. Right. <laughs> Not stripper. Well, uh, that was Max Comics. No. But he but uh, he did that, right? I think he did. I yeah, read I that he did that, so. Yeah, he did. Yeah. All right, sorry, go ahead. No, <laughs> Fantastic Four, Incredible right. Hulk. Sheesh. Um, he kind of molded Thor, but mm-hmm. he didn't really create him. She-Hulk, Silver Surfer. Yeah, Silver Surfer was a good one, man. And, of course, the X-Men. Did you say Fantastic wow. Four? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Okay, good. That was yeah, that's pretty impressive. Was. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Pretty impressive, because you have, like... Because I've come up with zero. Right. <laughs> not, <laughs> just kidding. Not well, to take away from Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko. Right, who, right. Right. I mean, they're geniuses oh, yeah. as well. But. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, you even have like, you know, some of these big names like Batman was made by a guy that... Bob Gang. Yeah, yeah. Bob, but he, but how much other than that did he do? Oh, right. Like, I'm sure he did plenty. Other, but, we, know, but, but we as, call it as out. popular yeah. as Stan Lee. Like, right. just to, to do that many of some of the biggest names out there. That's insane. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. To make one is impressive, but to make all of those is just crazy. Wow. Well, and he had a love for it, too, because in all the old comics, well, not even old, even ones from the 90s, still had his um, his little write-up at the end. Right. Where he was so excited to tell you about the story or tell you about, like, what just happened. Right. What did they call that? The soapbox or something? I think it's the soapbox. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. Stan's soapbox. But, like, you could tell that he loved these characters and he loved just being in this world of comic. And he loved writing. Yeah. Which one of your favorite uh, co- um, cameos in the movies? Ooh. Oh, and it's man. not just the Marvel Universe, the MCU, <laughs> the Avengers. He's done it in oh, yeah. the X-Men. He's done it in some of the older stuff, like from the... Late nineties, early two thousands, like he's been doing it for a while. Uh, oh, that's hard. I, off the top of my head, Deadpool. Deadpool is funny. Yeah, <laughs> the strips, yeah. the strip club. Oh, dude, money can't DJ. buy you love, but you can rent it, or whatever he says. <laughs> Believe it or not, I like him in the one Spider Man where he's the the librarian. 
Oh, that was oh, awesome. Yeah, because that's that one might a, be the best. It's just insane. It's so it's a cool action scene in the background, <laughs> like the table almost hitting him, and Spider Man catching it. He's just like Dude. oblivious. It's so I funny. do love that one. I love I, I love uh, was his one of his most recent. If it wasn't his most recent, uh, the Ant Man and the Wasp. Right when the car shrinks, he's like the sixties were great. But now it's coming back. You're back to me, or whatever. I forget what you said. Right, right. Uh, it's, now I'm paying for it. That's what it was. That's what it is. But uh, yeah, I heard he's going to do a cameo, and he already filmed it for Avengers Four, and he also has a cameo in Wreck It Ralph Two. Wow! So and Captain Marvel. Oh yeah, Captain Marvel. Yeah, that yeah. should be. We don't know if he's going to have another one, Spider Man, but it'd be very fitting if they chose that to be his last one. Wow! For well, Spider Man Far From Home. I've heard them say that he filmed it for Avengers, and so they didn't. I haven't heard that about Spider Man, but. That would have been cool. See, but. at one point they said that they filmed five, and I think it was James Gunn that filmed all of them. Right, I remember that. But I don't know where that falls in the timeline, if that includes Guardians Volume 2. Or I think if it was hmm. after. Yeah, I don't know. So it's weird. I'm pretty at least sure he Avengers. did the one for Doctor Strange. James Gunn did that. I think that was the first of those like group of ones that he did. I could be wrong. but That, that was, was a good one. That was a good one. Where he's cracking up reading <laughs> the doors of perception. Right. right. <laughs> That's awesome. This is hilarious. All right. So, should we just, how do you want to do this? Just blurt them all out that we've watched or one yeah. at a time? What do you want to start with, guys? Like It's mostly you guys. I, all right. I, I've been slow lately. Oh, man. But Bohemian Raps. Oh, you saw it? You saw it? Yeah. Right well, on. We'll go ahead. Let's we'll we start there. We'll Let's start there. Oh, so it was it was good. I liked it. It was enjoyable. But from a history standpoint, it's, well, I've heard it's terrible. It's, With it's that. so many things that they got wrong. Oh no. Which which gets me. I mean, I like musical documentaries. Mm-hmm. So that part would really bother me. The more I delved into, oh, this didn't actually happen, or that didn't work out that way. Right. But just as a movie on its own behalf, it's really good. It's okay. really enjoyable. Rami Malek. He does a great job as Freddie Mercury. Oh, good. But then they show the archive footage at the end, and he looked so much like Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. it's It, it huh. threw me out of it because right. I knew that he was trying for like 10 years yeah, to make to the make Queen it. movie. Oh. But uh, all I'm going to say is it's it's a good movie. It's a good fictional movie. Um, so just keep that in mind when you watch it. And um, this is definitely worth seeing. Uh, Star is Born, I thought, oddly enough, was more realistic. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Which one's like, better? Star is born. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. That's what I was feeling. Yeah. But um yeah, I mean Sasha Baron Cohen, I remember reading when he was trying to get it made and it just kept getting shot down. And what I heard recently, because I was thinking even with this new one coming out, I'm like, you know, I'm not a big Sasha Baron Cohen fan, but I'm sure he would do an excellent job. And uh But he's seen <clears> as a joke. He never tried to go dramatic. Yeah. And I guess for him it was he wanted to make it a hard R. Mm-hmm. And and his would have been more controversial and it wouldn't have been as big of a hit and uh and like the band members even though even though the story i keep hearing is completely you know not historically accurate at all the new one the band members support the movie fully <clears throat> they totally like i even heard the one i don't know if brian may or one of the other guys but they were just like he even brought up the sasha baron cohen one it's just i'm so glad that one didn't happen like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's like he never understood freddie so <clears throat> it's wow. interesting well and you know borat was serious right no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. No, the the rumors that I heard about Bohemian Rhapsody before it came out, I'm glad that none of them are true because the first one was, and this might have been the Sasha Baron Cohen one. They wanted to have Freddie Mercury die halfway through the movie, and the rest of it be the fallout of the rest of the band members. Huh. That would have been stupid. Yeah, yeah, I don't want that. They and weren't even playing when he died. I know, like they had already like ended because he was in kind of like he put himself in like kind of come, turned into a hermit, right? Mm-hmm. Like he just 
secluded himself, so they weren't even an active band at the time. Their last couple albums took forever to make, and mm-hmm. which is weird because their first couple it was like every seven months they'd have an album pop out. Jeez, that's insane. Yeah. That's crazy. The other one was that they weren't going to touch on his sexuality or his AIDS. They would just say he's sick. Oh. No, that's not true. They don't like shine a light too much. They don't completely omit it. Right. Okay. So I'm glad that they still brought that in. It's it's still weird to think that Brian Singer directed this though. It doesn't really? feel like a Brian Singer movie. Huh. And I don't want to give him too much credit because he's the guy that didn't even show up. Well he got yeah, he got fired for uh, for gosh. not showing up. For not showing up, for having uh fights with Rami Malik, where he actually threw stuff at him. Wow. And um it was obvious when you read when I read about his firing, it was obvious he was dealing with stuff outside of the movie. But he also yep. had pressure inside the movie. Rami Malek didn't like him. And he's got the history. Halle Berry hated him in X-Men. Right. And I bet he didn't throw anything at her, though. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and so it's like, I don't know, man. Brian Singer, he's he can just be hit or miss sometimes. And uh, and Dexter Fletcher took over. But, but Brian Singer, I guess, did enough of it that he's the only one that got credit. And mm-hmm. the Director's Guild never give credit to two people. Well, it's rare. It took forever for the Coens to get both of them credited, even though from the beginning, both of them were directing it. Yeah. Uh, all one, their movies. One had to get it for editing and one had to get it for directing. Right. It's ridiculous. And so, um, <laughs> yeah, so, so they couldn't give both credit, just like with this Just Justice League movie. You know, they gave Joss Whedon a writing credit, even though <laughs> he was a director. Uh, so did it feel sometimes when they switch a director? And I don't know. I, I felt like. From reading the articles, it felt like Brian Singer did most of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Dexter Fletcher just finished it. Did it sometimes when you watch these movies that are directed by two different people like that, it you can feel the tension of the two different directors. Did it feel like that at all? No. The, the the tone stayed the same throughout the movie. Wow, that's good. It was I mean, it wasn't as obvious as Justice League or I mean, obviously they didn't have to start completely over like solo. So it's I don't know. It it feels like a cohesive movie, but it does not feel like a Brian Singer movie. Well, I don't oh, think he has a particular um tone though. No, he doesn't. I don't think he does either. He's kind of a workman director. Right. Well, I mean that's that's mad props to Dexter Fletcher for not changing the tone. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that once this became a major hit, I haven't really heard much about either director. Like they've just kind of like ignored that. They're they like they let the cast do all the talking and right. Clean. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. But wow. it's good. I do recommend it. Do recommend it. Cool. Hopefully I get to see it eventually. Um <laughs> All right. I saw let me see. I went to theaters twice recently. We'll cool. go with the first one I did. I saw Grinch, my kids. Oh, how was that? I enjoyed it. It was funny. It's a good message. Um is it the same as the others? No. Okay. So you've got your original, you know, the Christmas special half hour type deal based off the book, which is all, which is like word for word from the book with a couple extra words. And so that's the classic. That's great because Dr. Seuss was amazing. Mm-hmm. And to this day, I love reading those books to my kids, Dr. Seuss books, because they're just so good. Uh, he was a genius with words and everything. It fits as a half hour. I right. Think. Um, I think Jim Carrey one was an abomination. <laughs> oh. um, and obnoxious and just ridiculous and, Bef- it, and it didn't have the the heart before like, you go on i want to make sure that you know that dr seuss invented the word nerd nerd no i told uh, it to everybody. oh oh, okay cool. i tell it to everybody <laughs> yep that's awesome well i'm glad you know that yeah okay continue. I've, got, I've got the book where the, oh where I it comes which, oh yeah, yeah yeah 
it's just one of those creatures that he he's like a nerd right it's real kind of simple um <laughs> anyway so like you know dr seuss he often had um deeper meanings in all his in a lot of his stories right that he was trying like yurtle the turtle was definitely it was like anti-hitler it was like against right. like that's what he was aiming for you know so in when you read especially when you read the book you can totally see this is like anti-commercialism and it's also it's you know this is more important than just gifts and stuff like that Mm. and um and so i felt like like the jim carrey one had no heart mm-hmm. it was just obnoxious thanks ron howard right <laughs> it was kind of like a backstory on why the grinch was like disgruntled right you they, know? they just tried to expand it but right they didn't really care about well, they, well they were trying to give you like a sympathetic point of view for the grinch right like he was a product of society <laughs> so this one this one definitely had the heart like it okay. really had the heart a negative would be you know, it's it's from the Illumination animation stuff where they do Despicable Me, which is like their bread and butter. Oh, they threw minions in this one. <laughs> they <didn't> did. They, <laughs> no. they didn't. Uh, <laughs> it really would have fit, I guess. But uh, the Cindy Lou Who, I mean, the animation, she even looked like one of the daughters from Despicable Me. But she acted more like them than she, you know, this quiet, petite little girl mm-hmm. that you think of in the book in the old cartoon. So, I mean, that's kind of, it was, you know, they, they've had some modern twists with like that kind of stuff. But overall, like, it's interesting. He wasn't, he was mean, but he wasn't mean all the time. Like he, you could see he truly cared for his dog, Max, when like in the old cartoon, he was mean to Max too, you know, mm-hmm. like, and they do go in his background a little bit. And it's mostly like, he's a man who's, or a man, whatever he is, a Grinch who's uh who's hurt and lonely and he plays it off as being mean like that's how he deals with it and he starts to discover that's how what he actually deals with is this you know hurt and loneliness and so i don't know it really had the heart and i thought it was a good message for the kids i thought it had some funny parts but it wasn't like amazing so it was solid but not amazing (laughs) okay that's awesome (laughs) what's the second movie you saw uh fantastic beast so actually i got free passes to an advanced screening that's pretty cool i never did that before the crimes of grindelwald grindelwald yeah whatever how you say Uh, his name i don't know how to say it but uh (laughs) so it was one of these where i mean i've seen harry potter movies i saw the first fantastic beast and i would have watched this new one but i wasn't planning on seating theaters but i got free tickets to uh advanced screening and they give you more tickets than what they they have they have more tickets available than what they have seats because they just in case people don't show up and so we get there they say you you know you're not guaranteed a spot even though you have free tickets starts at seven we get there at six and there's already 180 people ahead of us like it was insane and so we barely got in we're sitting in the front i mean i'm like i don't care it's a free movie and it's ahead of time too it's kind of neat there's definitely some potter heads in the theater because you know they would like gasp at certain points and like oh some of the creatures and that was really annoying like you know or if they made like a potter reference they'd be like oh my gosh you know like in this you know whatever and so um (laughs) critics hate it uh i thought it was enjoyable like it's um i was telling james the other day you know the first two harry potter movies were directed by chris columbus who is just your most vanilla family movie guy out there uh as a director he did um, Home Alone, right? He did Home Alone, yeah. which was good. But I was telling, like, James, like, the movies that are, that are good that he directed are good despite him. Like, they're not good yeah. because of him. It was that just a hole-in-one. 
Yeah. And so, um, so he, you know, that's the first two Harry Potter movies feel like one of his movies. Well, Afonso Cuaron, or however you say his name, he directed the third one and he changed the tone. And the rest of the movies were directed by the same guy named David Yates. And he just took Cuaron's vision, just imitated. And so um, it's like darker once he came aboard. And 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 so Fantastic Beasts, he's also directed by David Yates. It's like the same kind of feel. So it's a cool looking vibe. Hmm. The visual effects were very good. Um, Johnny Depp nailed it. I know he's got his problems off the screen but uh and controversy that he was cast but he's still a great actor uh he, he makes some terrible choices sometimes <laughs> in life and in movies <laughs> right but um he did great jude law was really good and um yeah it was fun i i enjoyed it it's a good little fantasy movie wow so. cool yeah what about you james uh, i've been just watching netflix stuff i saw the uh outlaw king yeah i saw that which good. you know i'll give a good thumbs up i would change the name though to braveheart 2 <laughs> The real story. <laughs> yeah, so I watched it too. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Braveheart is another one that's not very historically accurate. Yeah. Uh, they make Robert the Bruce kind of look like a coward in Braveheart. Right. When he's right. kind of the driving force and William Wallace is more of just like an animal. Like right. <laughs> brute man. So this is neat because we were talking about this yesterday. Like this kind of is a Braveheart too because it assumes you, you know the story of William Wallace. Right. And so William Wallace isn't even in it. He's referenced. Well, he's kind of... Well, yeah, he's kind of like, in, in quarters. In quarters, yeah. Because <laughs> in the end of Braveheart, he's quartered. Spoiler. Oh, you haven't seen Braveheart, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. But you saw it late, right? Yeah. I, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it assumes you know that. But, um, yeah. <laughs> right. So what would you think? I liked it a lot, actually. And uh, Jackie liked it, too. And she doesn't like movies like this. She she actually got kind of caught up in it. Part of the reason is the uh, lead actor. Chris Pine. Right. No, right. it was the guy from Team America. Right. Team America. <laughs> well, actually, he looks more like the guy in Team America than this than anything, <laughs> by the way. And I couldn't stop thinking about that because you guys. <laughs> I was waiting for a scene where he'll throw up and it didn't happen. <laughs> it seems so wrong. <laughs> but sorry. Yeah, but anyway. Uh, he's really good, actually, in this. Um, no, he was solid. It's a real subtle performance. Like, he doesn't... Yeah talk a lot and he's, he acts with his eyes which is good that's no, good acting like he actually i i really applaud him in this because uh you forget it's him after a while right and you really realize oh this is robert the bruce it's just like i enjoyed the scenery i enjoyed the action i enjoyed the acting the casting the uh the battle scenes were amazing <sighs> that last battle scene was intense oh and my long. gosh it felt long and it felt quite a bit like um i don't know if you've seen any of game of thrones uh-uh, uh-uh. but it had some game of thrones john snow vibe to oh, it cool. okay which really i think that's why jackie got pulled into it because those those scenes were really good well done um now did you recognize aaron taylor johnson from quicksilver from the mcu no i didn't yeah he is um, he is uh i didn't even notice on the right there yeah okay. your picture is not getting any bigger um, it looks like jason momoa there right there that's almost. him right there oh my yeah gosh. he was awesome yeah, because I'm not a huge fan of him. Like he, like, like in Godzilla, I thought he was pretty vanilla. Right. Oh, yeah. um, we've used that word a lot tonight. Um, oh, Nocturnal Animals, though he was he was horrible. horrible. Oh, oh I wasn't, in a good way. In a good way. I wasn't oh, crazy. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. I wasn't crazy about Nocturnal Animals, but yeah, you know, he was phenomenal in that. But that's he has he carries that crazy into this, but it's not like an evil crazy. Like he is, he's out for vengeance and he's uh he is insane like he he, he, he does crazy eyes really well like. well <laughs> and, and there's 
what's cool is they give him this story in the most subtle way. Like mm-hmm. there's this portion, like the way the movie opens there. I don't want to give a lot away and I don't want to spoil it, but there's, there's basically, it starts with defeat yeah. and, and people have to choose or basically be banished or die or whatever. Right. And he, he comes just, and all he wants, he just wants his land. Right. And his name and his, and his name. Yeah. And the King's just like, you know, F you get away from me. Right. You know, and mm-hmm. and I'm I'm gonna make it a decree where your name can never be spoken. And he's like, what? You know? Yeah. And, and you just kind of forget about him. But right. then he shows back up. <laughs> he's awesome. Dude, like when he goes back to his castle, that was awesome. Yeah. Um, right. But right. uh, no, that that's that. Ta- I didn't even recognize him at the beginning during that time that scene you're talking about. Right. Um, did you notice there was like the really long single camera shot? That was really cool. Oh. Well, not, it's one of these that they do these nowadays where it's you so can't seamless. tell if it's an actual single single take it's or if so it's seamless. made to look like a single yeah, take. Yeah, yeah. A seamless yeah. cut. Yeah. But it was seamless. So yeah. it, was, it was really awesome. But they're like following him around because it starts off in the tent. Then it goes out right. to the sword fight. That's right. That's right. Back in the tent and then back out on the back of the tent with the catapult. That's all one sh- Well, it feels it's one like seamless it. shot. I don't know if it is one no, shot. No, you're right. I did. I, I, that I was think pretty that's cool. What... I think that's why it held me so long. And that catapult was awesome. Oh my like, gosh, yes. <laughs> Robert, you have to watch this. Um, <laughs> it sounds interesting. Yeah. It's so it, good. It got like kind of, it was called uh, boring and, and slow. No. Um, I didn't think so. I, no. I, I was, I never felt it was too long. Maybe the big getting credit for a little bit. Right. No, I'm just kidding. Um, the acting was great. The girl, <laughs> yeah. uh, Florence, I don't know how to say her name. Pew, 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 I don't know. Pugsley. P-U-G-H is it, is it. Um, she was really good. And uh, she's kind of like this rising star right now. And, and uh, she was she was solid. Uh, Chris Pine, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Mm-hmm. The director, David McKenzie, directed Hell or High Water with had Chris Pine in it. Oh, which also Chris yeah. Pine was great in That's that. That's right. Yeah. And so, which was, that was another kind of a subtle performance also. And um, now, I did read when it first premiered, like in film festivals, and people were saying, oh, it's too long. Critics were kind of tearing it apart. They actually trimmed 20 minutes of it. Hmm. For so the version we saw was the shorter version. Oh, okay. I would actually watch the longer version yeah, if they ever release the director's cut. Now, sometimes when they cut that much, you can feel it. Right. I didn't feel it. I felt like maybe at the end it could have gone longer, but it didn't seem like they cut too much before the end. Okay. You know what I mean? You're right. I got gotcha. you. Now like, I got gotcha. After that big battle scene, it it seemed to kind of just end quickly. Right. But it wasn't bad. Like no. it, it wasn't. It wasn't you know, abrupt. It wasn't abrupt, but it was no. like, I think there's more that could have been told. But I also knew there was an extra 20 minutes of footage. So. See, I didn't know that. And I, I mean, I could, I, after seeing that scene, I could still have gone for a little bit more. Right. That was fine. Yeah. yeah. So, no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I liked it a lot. And I liked the range of, of scenes. And I liked, I liked the, gosh, the progression of story. It's yeah. easy to follow. Um, I didn't pull my phone out and start, you know going on social media during right. it. I wasn't getting bored. And Jackie didn't get bored. And that's that speaks volumes. Yeah, she, my doesn't, wife she doesn't was, like period films. My wife much. liked it. Yeah, she yeah. was really into it. Yeah, it was good. How long is this cut? It's like... About two hours? Yeah, it's about... Yeah. That's it. I know. And people are complaining about 20 minutes? Right. Well, more or less. Right. But, you know, let's think about this. They're at a film festival. How many films did they sit through before this one? That right. is true. Because you, you, you get a little bit tired of films after a while. Two, two hours <laughs> and one minute. Yes, that's not bad. That's nothing. Yeah, that was cool. And it, did you did you see? There was a guy in it, James Cosmo, who is in Braveheart. <laughs> Braveheart oh, awesome. is over twenty years old, and he looked old in Braveheart. Like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> He was uh, he was Chris Pine's dad in this. Oh, that's hilarious! And he was uh, 
in the original Braveheart, he was another dad. It wasn't Mel Gibson's dad, but it, it was another a, dad. character. Yeah. yeah. And she's just, yeah. I'm like, ah, that's, that's so awesome. funny. Yeah. I don't know how he's still alive, but. That's great. No, <laughs> good for it, him. Let it, yeah, more power to him. Maybe he just looked old at 30. Right. Like uh, Steve Martin. He had white hair at 30. Right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> or uh, Dean Norris from uh, Starship Troopers. Oh. He looks like now it's weird i don't remember him in starship troopers but i haven't seen it in he, 20 years he had a little small part but it was like he was only like three years older than the main guy that was acting as a teenager <laughs> and he was like the superior it's like he aged fast well, you know That's i, so I uh, uh before i left here i was setting up a movie for my wife she wanted to watch a destination wedding with keanu reeves and winona ryder mm-hmm. and uh and i said something about how oh he never ages and i showed like you've, you've ever seen this online people have this theory that he's never like there's actually the old like from the 1500s like paintings and it looks just like him. That's oh, yeah, hilarious. Yeah. and then you have pictures of him in the 80s 90s and now and like he looks the same age <laughs> she's like how old is he i look him up he's 54 Four, yeah keanu Whoa. reeves is 54 yep. years old and he looks my age like that's amazing <laughs> wow so funny that is insane oh man so, all right well Anyways. outlaw king what else, you, what else did you watch i also watched apostle which you know a lot of people have been digging i guess and i would say that one the phone did come out in the beginning i mean it's a slow burn it's got the dude from legion dan stevens, dan stevens it's got yeah. the director of the raid yeah or raid i guess it's called but and the second raid i really encourage people to watch this one it actually ended up being amazing so um you just got to kind of stick with it It, it's just kind of a slow beginning and it's kind of hard to kind of grasp what's going on there's not a lot of explanation Mm -hmm. but once you figure it out it's it's good and it's pretty brutal like there's some tough scenes to watch it's really gory and bloody and and horrifying actually it's not a horror it's more of a thriller but it it kind of borders that a little bit when he was describing it to me yesterday i was like it kind of sounds like shutter island it kind of does he's like yeah it's kind of like shutter island so it's it's kind of like Shutter Island, except uh, way more gory and way <laughs> more. <laughs> and there's a twist that I'm leaving out. I mean, basically, it's 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 a it, he ends up going to this island, and there's a a cult, and it's a pagan cult, which is kind of unique, I think. Um, and uh, it's a pagan church, and it's got a different vibe to it. And he's just kind of like he's joined it but he's not like a part of it yet you know he's like still an outsider because they're like recruiting but there's like there's like he's witnessing things like scams and like trying to like when you get this set? what's the time period it feels it feels to me like it's early 19th century like it could be like it could be like 19 uh I mean, it's, I don't know. It's hard to say. It could be 1890s, but it could be like, because it's in... Well, it could be like the it's village. It's like Ireland, you Where know? it's actually modern day, but they're like off on their own. Like <laughs> There's a steamboat. So it could be like anywhere from like 1890 to like 1930s. So okay. it's really difficult to say. Right. Uh, but I, I didn't see any cars in it. So I would think it's... I like that sometimes though. Yeah. When they just give you like a general time period just by the clothes and speech right. and stuff. Right. So... Um, I'm not sure on the timeline, but it's good. Uh, right. You guys will, you guys will dig it. It's definitely different. Yeah. What else are you guys watching? Um, finally got Charlie to watch The Martian. Oh, okay. And that led into Cabin in the Woods, which oh. Charlie could not remember at all. Oh, really? And I haven't seen it in a couple of years. I was like, you would remember if you've seen this movie. And little by little, like first five minutes of the movie, this looks familiar. First twenty minutes, I kind of remember this. Uh. <laughs> first hours, like. Oh, I know this movie. Okay. So we kind of had fun with that. But uh, new stuff has really just been Bohemian Rhapsody. I've been trying okay. to get uh, to see Bad Times at El Royale still. I saw it. Right. And it's already in the Dollar Theater. Uh, it's good. And it has like 
one showing now oh, already. No. no, it's good. And actually, I saw an article that had um, it had underrated performances that will be ignored come Oscar season, and it was stuff like in genre films. Mm-hmm. And um, and they mentioned Jeff Bridges as supporting actor for that, and and they said. Are we starting to, uh, what is it, underestimate Jeff Bridges or just kind of like, not underestimate, but kind of like overlook overlook him because we're just so used to him always being good right but it was a well-written character and he was he was phenomenal in it and um but it's funny because i kind of did overlook him until that article <laughs> for me it was the it was cynthia Revo. she blew me away like she was amazing and i yeah. I, I think every character in bad times would be in the supporting category mm-hmm. um but she's one of the strongest supporting actress performances i've seen so far this year i haven't seen most of the big contenders but um yeah those were both great they also had tom cruise for Mission Impossible, which I had, I myself had thought after watching that movie, I'm like, man, that performance was amazing. Yeah, like when was. you when you take in the account, <laughs> I really with, have to give him that. Yeah, Absolutely. when you take into account what he did, like stunt wise, but right. also just his performance, I'm just like, I mean, in the summer you haven't really seen too many amazing performances, and I, I'm like, this is one of the best I've seen so far this year. It, yeah, like, it was, it was so I was pretty, glad the article called him out. And I'm like, a, wow. I'm not a huge fan of Mission Impossible. They're good. They're fun movies. Yeah, but that one was like the best one ever. The stunts yeah, were they were the stunts were some of the best I've seen. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I buy the movies when they're on sale. You know, <laughs> I'm not in a rush to get them. I'm like, right. Hey, You'll enjoy this. You're one. gonna love that this one. This one's good because I watched <laughs> I watched most of them before it, uh-huh. and then I watched the rest up to after, and it's, it is the best one, man. Wow. It's definitely the best. I like the last opinion. three a lot. Yeah, but that one's so good. Oh, I I did see another one, Hotel Artemis. Oh, oh so yeah, what, what's what, right? How's that? Yeah, yeah I, it had like. Oh, you you, you, you would still like it, James. You okay. would still like it because of the the weird like neo futuristic okay um, element they have to it, but it, it seems almost wasted. Oh, it felt like a early two thousands like wannabe cyberpunk movie. Yeah, <laughs> before cyberpunk was really a thing. You know, was... cyberpunk. Billy Idol became an American citizen. There you go. Wow, that's, that's a how's nice that day. For it's a nice day for uh, a <laughs> white <Sorry> woman. <laughs> <laughs> um, Billy Idol. All right, right. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, hotel. Yeah, hotel yeah. Artemis. Like, it looked like an interesting premise with a decent cast. But it also looked like they weren't going to pull it off. Uh, no, they the didn't. They didn't. Is it kind of, kind of looked like it had from the preview at least a Free Fire vibe? Do you think it had that? No, Free Fire was a lot more thoughtful. I liked Free and Fire. You had <laughs> really likable characters. I think I have with Brie Larson like in the seventies and it's like a shootout like in a warehouse. And it's kind of, yeah, it's funny. yeah, 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 I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoy that yeah. one. But oh, this good. one, the characters are so one note that you don't really care about any of them by the end, and they're all playing like to the extreme. Oh. It's like I love my brother. He got me in this mess, but I'm going to save him. This is the last time I'm doing this job. <laughs> blah blah blah. And uh, the only person that really worked for, well, okay, two people is Charlie Day because yeah. you know he's over the top. Yeah. <laughs> he is over the top. Yeah, yeah. he's he's loud and nasally like. <laughs> and uh, Dave Bautista because yeah. he's a yeah. big guy. Yeah, and he's and it's funny because it. he's a he's a nurse. He's an orderly. Oh, weird. And he like he keeps pointing out his name tag. He's like, you know what this means? This means in there, I help you. Out here, kill you. Oh, <laughs> like gosh. like goofy lines like yeah. that make sense for some of the characters, right? But you can't do it for all the characters, no, you right? Can, yeah. Right. And you I, can tell it's the same writer and not actually different characters. Like, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. But this was the directorial debut of what's his name? He he wrote Iron Man three. He did Hail to the King, the short. So it's not Shane Black, but the other guy. I can't remember his name. Fred Decker. No, Fred Decker is Shane Black's other guy he works with. Uh, but he, um, I wouldn't say he's a good writer. 
Yeah. Directing, he might be okay, but writer, after this, I don't know. Drew Pierce. I knew I knew that name. Yeah. yeah. No, he's written a bunch of stuff. Mission Impossible, mm-hmm. um, the last one, not this most recent one. Oh, not that many things, actually, now that I look at it. But he's not the only writer on those things. Like, he... He usually co-writes with someone. Yeah, he needs someone to like nuance his right. dialogue. Good idea, bad dialogue. Yeah, and I don't regret that I watched it. It was interesting. Dave Bautista, I think I've said this before in one of our podcasts. Oh, he and makes... Jodie Foster. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. she, she hams it up like horribly. Uh, Sorry. Dave Bautista is one of these where most of his choices are, are bad. But I mean, I'm not sure he gets too many good offers because of his size. He probably just gets action films. But the movies I've seen him in, I always think he does a solid job. Like, mm-hmm. for a guy with that, like, build and, you know, an ex-wrestler, you don't really think that he's going to have as much depth. But, like, his short scene in Blade Runner, I thought he was yep. great. I agree. And and, and Guardians movies, he, his comedic Dude. timing is perfect. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. so good. Born for that role, man. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I wish there was more of him in... Uh... In Blade Runner, actually. Oh, that it was, was kind of... I love that short. Yeah. The Blade Runner short yeah, that he was in. Yeah, he's so good in that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so James and I both watched a show, but a different different shows, TV shows. Um, I watched Homecoming oh, on yeah, Amazon yeah. Prime with Julia Roberts, and it's um, from the creator of Mr. Robot. Oh. And, and it's 10 episodes, and they're half hour each, which oh, is nice. interesting. So you can blast through that pretty quick. Yeah, you're used to these hour-long turkey things. turkey dinner. And I, I read that you know, they, they interviewed <laughs> the creator, and he was like, yeah, we sat down. And they were like, let's do an hour show. And he's like, why? Like That's just what everyone does. Do we actually need an hour? I'm like, thank you. Like, wow. <laughs> and so like Take that taboo. You know, I watch yeah. Ugh. I watched uh, an episode or two and I'm like, okay, I mean it's intriguing because it's it's this big mystery. You don't know if it's gonna have like is it gonna actually pay off or they actually like this is mysterious, you know, with a purpose. Right. And uh, I, be- I guess it was based on some kind of podcast. I didn't catch how that all worked out. Hmm. Wow. And um, and so it was an interesting theory. And so I was interested in the first couple episodes. So it's 10 episodes. First five are all like interesting, but it actually I didn't binge it fast. Like it was, oh. I took forever. And then the last half were fire. Like they were oh. good. And so like, now I also had, I, I had no expectations. I didn't know what to think. So now that I'm giving you like really good expectations, I'm not sure if it's going to be as good, <laughs> but I really enjoyed the second half of the season. Um, I know they're making a season two. They haven't released who's going to be in it yet. And uh, I feel like the characters that they have, their story wrapped up and it wasn't, it was just one of these endings that was perfect where it wasn't too good. It wasn't too bad. It was what needed to be done. You know, like they didn't try to make it better. They didn't try to make it worse and more tragic. It just needed to be done. And I loved it. I loved it. Like it was a perfect ending. And uh, it's not, not, I mean, lots of people <clears throat> won't agree with that because it doesn't really tie things up perfectly. But it's like, I really hope they don't continue that story mm. um, because that would ruin that ending. You know what I mean? Without, I can't spoil it or whatever. Because it's, I mean, it's an interesting hmm. thing. Uh, Shay Wiggum, Wigham. William. He's he's oh. he's one of the main characters. He is great. I love him. You know anything he does, and uh, and he was he was great. Bobby Cannavale, or I say his name, he's in it uh, as a slime bag because that's what he plays. <laughs> great. But you have not seen Boardwalk Empire with both I'm, of them. Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, I have. <sighs> Yeah, Boardwalk Empire, yeah, it's good. <laughs> and good. Uh, and the other lead, uh, Stephen James. I haven't seen him in anything, but he's the lead in If Beale Street Could Talk, the new uh, um, movie from the guy who made – oh, Barry Jenkins, the guy who made Moonlight. So he's going to be kind of a rising star. And I guess once I looked at his filmography, I'm like, oh, he was that guy? And I, I didn't see those movies, but he's been the lead around for a while. But, yeah, he was excellent. So, yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd recommend it, especially since it's only – 
five hours as opposed to ten. No, I so. should check it nice. out. Absolutely. Yeah. I I watched a couple shows. I actually wrapped up two shows this week somehow. Oh, nice. Yeah. One of them I was doing homework during. <laughs> um, one of them that Jackie was watching is called Kidding. With Jim oh, Carrey. that did not look interesting to me. You know, How was it? It's very Mr. Rogers, but he's like, I don't know, he's really Mr. Rogers really, meets Death to Smoochie. Well, he's really like <laughs> modeling up his feelings, and it's about a guy who is like Mr. Rogers, except he loses his son, and things just kind of fall apart for him. And it's kind of a painful series. I mean, there's some there's some comedy, there's some heartwarming moments, there's some you know silver linings to certain things, but ultimately it doesn't ever get better for this guy. Ugh. You know. It's so for watch. me, and his haircut, I just can't watch mm-hmm. it. <laughs> his haircut's now, terrible. His performance is amazing. Like, I mean, he's a great actor. You you see his range. Yeah. But you know, it, it just stories like that just kill me, man. Like, it just brings me down. I don't like him. I don't. So are you gonna watch? I got, it got picked up for a second. Yeah, season. I'm gonna probably watch second season because Jackie's into it. She feels she likes stuff like that, and I'm just not like into it. It got me interested that Michelle Gondry directed a couple. Ooh, mm. I did not know that. Yeah. That's nice. There's some trippy episodes. I mean, it's, it's country. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You start to lose your grip on reality, you know. But again, I'm not able to pay full attention to it. I'm doing homework and listening and seeing it from afar. So I have to, you know, I'll, even though his career isn't what it used to be, Jim mm-hmm. Carrey. Yeah, you called it. I mean, he's he's good. Like he's actually never been nominated for an Academy Award mm-hmm. yet. Truman Show, Man of the Moon, and Eternal Sunshine. He's amazing, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and he's not obnoxious. And and I honestly, most I you know I called him obnoxious with Grinch, but I've always liked Jim Carrey. Like mm-hmm. I used to love his stuff in the nineties. Oh, yeah. I still really like his stuff. And anytime like he doesn't make as much anymore, but I always make sure to watch the preview. I'm like, you know, oh cool, Jim Carrey. And then I watch the preview. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <We'll see. laughs> but uh, but uh, no, he's he is an underrated actor because yeah, absolutely. I mean, never been nominated. And those three movies alone, he should have been. I think especially for the Truman Show because he goes from that like jokey fake guy to like very dramatic, realistic guy. Right. Oh yeah, and he carried and that works. emotion, and then yeah. like I mean. And Man on the Moon, he was spot oh on. And then, yeah, Eternal Sunshine, it was it was definitely a much more subtle performance than you're used to from him. And right. it's just like, he's got ignored for all three of them. He got like Golden Globes. I think he won the Golden Globe for each of those. Um, it was definitely nominated, but it was just like, no, Oscars ignored him. Dang. And then I watched House of Cards. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it was. It was a House of Cards. This, this yeah. season, I think, was like... I mean, it was over the top. I thought it was going to be great because, and I, I wanted to watch it because the the female lead, you know, she was going to be taken over. And she's a solid actress, Robin and she Wright. is. Oh, yeah. yeah, she's great. Did they have to put the White House on the moon, though? Come on. Seriously. It's <laughs> not realistic. Right? Oh, my gosh. No, they just go every which way. It became, like, more like an episode of Nip, Nip Tuck for me. Like, do you remember that movie, that show, show. Nip Tuck? I never watched it. I remember no. it on oh, FX. It was kind of like uh, Melrose Place with doctors. Basically. <laughs> plastic surgeons. <laughs> yeah. With plastic surgeons. Yeah, yeah. Basically. And this that, was basically. You said it was like a lot of soap opera stuff, It right? was very oh. soap opera-esque. Yeah. That's the closest comparison? It was just. this. <laughs> it was basically trash. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically like i don't know i didn't like it at all i Ugh. i suffered it i just finished it just to finish it well and your wife watched it. it she did i know it. i'm like why is she like this trash i don't know <laughs> but it i thought it was gonna like basically you know show that you know women will be better as presidents you know like yeah that's kind of where i was kind of hoping like oh she's gonna actually you know do a great job and you know be 
amazing and basically what they did is they show that, that she's just like other yeah. male presidents so, so what was the need for this season then i don't know i think they to just differentiate to... like any part of it then. i just think they wanted to probably finish the need it out. was the, probably the need was it was a huge hit for netflix and they thought they could get they could good ratings that. without <laughs> without spacey oh and i'm sure they did get good ratings i'm sure there's people oh, yeah. that liked it i just didn't like it i didn't like where it went i was kind of hoping that she would be better you know better than her husband you know, or uh, I wouldn't say better, but different would get me interested. But better this looks or like different, more the same. Right. Really, she became her husband, basically. Mm. I mean, I don't know. She's but, another one that's and, never been nominated, right? But she hasn't always had. For her, it's she hasn't really had. I mean, I can't. Jim Carrey, I mentioned those three movies. It's more supporting. I can't really her. name a lot of movies that she should have been nominated for. But she's yeah. a solid actress. Well, and they had another solid actress in it. Is it Diane Keaton? Diane Keaton? Hold on. I know they have Greg Kinnear. And I'm surprised. <laughs> He's not an actress. <laughs> but he can try, dang it. <laughs> Greg Kinnear is good, though. I didn't know he was in it. Yeah, he was great in Beavis and Butthead Do America. <laughs> yeah, he was. Often whose camper they were whacking. <laughs> I love it. Oh, Diane Lane. Diane, Diane Lane. Lane. I am so oh. sorry, guys. Yeah, she's not Diane Keaton. I apologize. <laughs> but she, no, but, she's not. But she is an Oscar. But she's an Oscar. <laughs> she is an awesome actress. And then it also had. Um, did you, did you oh. say Greg already? Greg Kinnear. Yeah. What? Goodness gracious! The the in Internet Movie Database, you can rate <coughs> the uh, an episode out of one to ten, and like. To give you an example, season one of House of Cards, I'll just go through, as rated 8-7, 8-7, 8-4, 8-3. These are different episodes. Their highest one in season one was 8-9. Uh, no, no, 9-1 for chapter 11. But season six, this most recent one, listen to this, 4-7, 4-6, 4-5. Yeah. The last episode had a 2.9 oh, <laughs> rating. Let me tell you. Let's see how, how many people out of that last 2,700 people voted on that and it got a 2.9. That last yeah. episode was horrific. Oh, jeez. It, it was like, it was the worst. It was the worst episode. And so this is epically bad. Yeah, it is. Oh, Lars Mik- Mikkelsen is in it. I like him. There's some great actors. That's Mads Mikkelsen's Mads Mikkelsen's brother. He right. was in a Oh no, yeah, he's in an great. episode of Sherlock no, and he was great in that. There's there's some good performances. There's some good backstories like or, or like offshoots little bunny trails that are good um they there's a good like backstory that where there's this manipulation going on and these power struggles but then like they just ruin her you know what i mean like i i really liked her character and i was rooting for her and then you know that's epically just kind of yeah yeah i'm not sure if if i've ever seen a show's season single season episodes rated that low on imdb (laughs) well and and they can't blame they can't blame uh spacey being not being there right this they can't i i I could i can say that because they could have they had a great actress they could have done way better and i think people wanted her to do better that's why they wanted her to be better right and they they just kind of demonized her Oh. Her character, you know, and bad. and then I know that both characters were kind of you know crummy at the beginning, but it would have been nice to see her be like, no, I'm not going to be like him. I want to be something different, you know. I right. Be, I want to do better. Oh, That's well. too bad. Yeah. Well. Wow. Okay. Can, it is what it is. Wow. Yeah. All right. So, uh, by the way, so I, I um, with me finishing Homecoming, I'm not planning on watching any other. 2018 tv show so i've already got my top three for the year but we can't do that now we've got our third annual top three show coming at the end of the oh, year oh yeah we mm-hmm. do that so we'll yeah. have a couple podcasts before then probably but we hope i can yeah, do absolutely. i can do it right now but i'm not going to oh you're gonna it. hold back. i still gotta catch up yeah yeah oh man but there's there's one show that i gave up on what show oh, would you give up south park oh not not for good not okay. for good but this season 
uh, but I've heard it's gotten better. But literally the first episode, they they make fun of everything. And that's their whole idea is they make fun of everything. Nothing is out of bounds. Right. School shootings. Oh, jeez. Are you serious? It's so tone deaf. Oh, Compared to everything else they do, they geez. usually have nuance to it and make it like, oh, okay, well, we're making fun of it, but. Right. No, this is, we're making fun of it. Hey, dead kids. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I stopped watching that. No, yeah. no. Can't, I'll, yeah. I'll get to it later, maybe, but. I didn't yeah. know they were still making new episodes of South Park. Oh, yeah, I haven't watched it in a while. It's been their, a while. Game, their game is super good. Their games that they've been making, I think they've been putting more effort in that than the show. Right. Um, but I can at least say I gave up on that. Um, it's always sunny. I'm catching up on. Uh, but you were talking about Fargo before we started. Oh, oh right, yeah, right, right. Yeah. So interesting idea. So they have season four. Um, it has been renewed. Well, FX always wanted to have a season four, but Noah Hawley wasn't sure if he'd do it because he wanted to do it only if he had a story. Um, so his focus has been Legion. Plus, he's doing a couple movies. He's got a movie coming out this year, 2019, Pale Blue Dot, starring Natalie Portman, science fiction film starring Natalie Portman. Written and directed by Noah Hawley. I'm in. Ooh. I don't wow. need to see a preview. Sounds cool. I'm in. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> Plus good. Plus Dan Stevens from Legion. Oh my god. And John Hamm. <laughs> what? So, I'm in. That's crazy. Awesome. Um, anyways. They're, they're going to be back together. Right. That's great. Um, so anyways. So uh, anyways. Season four is supposed to air in 2020. So we're not going to get it next year, unfortunately. Dang. But they've cast one person, the lead, and it's going to be Chris Rock. This is crazy. Which is crazy. Absolutely. I've never seen him in anything remotely like Fargo. So, so we'd have no idea what to expect. And but, um, and Fargo does that to us, you know. They they cast certain people, and sometimes you're like, I don't want that person. Yeah. Like when they casted Kirsten Dunst, she was great, and she yeah. was amazing. She's great. But and, you're like, um, how can Kirsten Dunst fit in this universe? She can't. Right. But she did. And Jim Gaffigan was supposed yeah. to be in it, wasn't? What was, was he supposed to do? Shea Wiggum's character? I forget who he's supposed to be. No, no, he was supposed to be someone else. I don't remember. Jim um, that's hard to imagine too. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they, they hired basically a guy that was very portly, like Jim Gaffigan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was it was one of something. The was it season three? I think it was season three. It was someone, yeah, one of the policemen. Yeah. I could see him as one of the policemen. So it wasn't actually. Shea Wiggum's character? I can't remember who it was because I did know at one time. Huh. No, because Shea Wiggum was uh, the chief. Yeah. And he was great. Uh, but Jim Gaffigan's character was supposed to be (laughs) (laughs) different spelling I might not even be pronouncing his name right I'm just kidding no that's how I pronounce it but it's because he was also a policeman (laughs) he was a police chief in Bordock Empire was he? So I just always think Wiggum. Was he? That's funny because the first thing I the first thing I noticed him in was in the show Agent Carter, and he was the chief. He wasn't the it wasn't police. Oh. It was the it was before Shield, but it was kind oh, of like the okay. beginnings of Shield, and he was the chief. That's hilarious, Chief Wiggum. <laughs> I love you. Take him away, toys. What does he say? Take him away. Take him away, toys. That's what he says. Just do what the kids. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so Fargo, Chris Rock. I don't know. We'll see. I, I trust Noah Hawley. I, have yeah. been, I love everything so far that he's done with Fargo and, and Legion. Every season of both those shows have been fire. Fantastic. Uh, what's next? We've got um, Ballad of Buster Scruggs just came out on Netflix. Oh, yeah. You started, started it, it, but we I want to watch that for I'm sure. only a half an hour in, and it's pretty freaking good, man. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. I wish I didn't have to go back to work. Right. I was watching. I actually almost didn't. <laughs> so Ballad of Buster Scruggs. <laughs> And then I'm sure I'm going to see something else. My wife and I are really going to try to see A Star is Born over Thanksgiving break. Right on. Wreck-It Ralph 2. Oh, yeah. Wreck-It Ralph Ralph 2 is coming up. Yeah, that's probably going to happen. And Creed 2. Although the reviews, I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll still see it. Maybe not in theaters. Different director this time around, Different director. 
the trailers have been looking great to me but i never saw creed i've actually only seen one rocky film that was the first one and it took me forever to watch that creed is really good. i've heard creed's good so it's really good i liked it more than any of the rockies although the first two are the only two really worth it do they have the rocky motif in there a little bit just a little bit all right they have a uh, eye of the tiger. No. Oh. <laughs> well, I don't want to watch it. I'm just kidding. I'll just have it on in the background. I'm just kidding. Um, oh man. Yeah. So I don't know what else. We'll probably just have yeah. another one of these Mod Pod shows where we figure stuff out. All the stuff we've been watching. Our schedules have been weird lately. So. Yeah. I'm mostly into right now this this uh, holiday season. I'm just trying to watch the Oscar potentials, but I really haven't really seen many. I just haven't had a chance to get out. I went for Roma, which is one of the biggest oh, ones, and uh, Beautiful Boy. I think they just started playing here. Oh, they did. No, yeah, it's it's uh, but I don't, you know that won't be in theaters long because it's one of those independent ones. So hopefully, it goes to the Dollar Theater. First Man is already at the Dollar Theater. That's crazy. I'm gonna That's try to see too. that before it gets out. Melita, um, oh, they uh, delayed till February now. Yeah, it's the second yeah. delay. This is the second. It kind of it's kind of making me nervous. So, but well, in the preview, honestly, my feelings are this is either gonna be awesome or terrible. Like it's it's I'm not sold on it. Well, I'm, I'm starting to think terrible. I'm <laughs> hoping it's not all the awesome scenes in one trailer too that's my worry well it's it is written by james cameron right right i know he produced it but he he wrote it but it's robert rodriguez and, and he's yeah he can be a mess sometimes yeah more often than not i still think james cameron's overrated his he wrote a script for spider-man before there's spider-man movie and it was horrible so i don't know uh, i don't yeah. know i i think james cameron's just i'm still gonna go see this one just because well especially but... in february yeah when it was coming out on christmas i'm like i'm not gonna I'm not sure I'm going to see it. There's yeah. too much I want to see. Right. But February, I was actually kind of happy about that. I'm like, oh, cool. There's nothing else in February. Right. I'll watch that. Good like, move. Yeah. So yeah. we'll check that one out. But Oh, come on. The Lego movie. <sighs> oh, yes. Lego movie. That's in February. I'm totally going to watch that. I love the Lego movie. <laughs> now, there's a lot of trailers that dropped last week. Oh, yeah. What else? What, what was there? There was... Well, a... let's get the worst out of the way first here. Dumbo. I didn't even watch the trailer. Uh, it, Dum- it, it looks okay, but they have him in clown makeup in one part oh, of it. Gosh. And it he looks creepy. creepy. Yeah, he looks pretty creepy. You know, I was looking at Tim Burton just the other day. I was like, when's the last Tim Burton movie I saw? Which was Alice in Wonderland, which was eight years ago. Right. I I haven't seen and and before then i saw every single one of his movies right because i used to love him yeah but i haven't watched one since then and and actually Alice did you in see big eyes i didn't okay see big big eyes that's good you've told me that get your faith back um <laughs> uh, you know what i what i was also checking when i looked it up uh-huh every single one of his movies since alice in wonderland have been a flop oh uh, even the ones he's produced like that he didn't direct every single one of them has lost money Including Yeesh. big eyes. Well, yeah, yeah, I um, imagine. But that wasn't really a no. wide release. And, no, it wasn't. Um, and so, yeah, I just don't trust him anymore. So, what else? What other trailers were out there? Uh, Detective Pikachu, which actually looks kind of good. That mm. looks kind of good. I've never. I uh, didn't care. <laughs> I was never into Pokemon. That was I was too young. I was too old for it when it came out, and I just was never interested. And it looked good. <laughs> uh, Did you see it, James? No. It actually yeah. looks good. All too. right. Okay. Uh, I'll check it. <laughs> Toy Story Four. That's Uh, gonna be weird. The uh, really, they're making a fourth. The the story's finished for all intents and purposes, but the little teaser for the fourth one actually got. There's two teasers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, The first teaser, it's got it's got this uh, new character called Forky. And oh, no. uh, look, at, I'm gonna show I'm gonna show James a picture real quick online because I'm gonna show this you the picture live. and then I'm gonna this tell you live. who uh, who's doing the voice because oh, the voice boy. is perfect. Okay. Have you heard who's doing the voice? No. So that's the new character. He's oh, like crazy, okay. and he's fre- freaking out because he feels like he doesn't belong because he's not actually a toy, but he comes to life because he's a craft project. 
which is interesting. But mm-hmm. it's actually a good a good twist. Is that Carrot Top? No, no. <laughs> Tony Hale, Buster oh. from Arrested oh. Development. Oh yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, that is that is perfect oh. casting. It looks oh, like a toy boy. version of Buster. Like, <laughs> is he gonna lose his arm? Uh, yeah, I don't know. But then oh, the second goodness. teaser, which actually showed more. Was these two new characters, uh, <laughs> Ducky and, and Rabbit or Bear or something like that? I don't know. Key and wow, Peel. It's not, Key and Peel. They're not essing around. It's Key and Peel. <laughs> That's awesome. And it's hilarious. Like that, I thought that was a hilarious tra- right. uh, that was teaser. Good. That was good. All right. Um, apparently, the new one, I mean, Toy Story 3 was pretty emotional, but the new one I've heard, Tim Allen said he couldn't re- finish the script. He was crying too hard. And Tom Hanks says it's, it's the most emotional thing he's ever done. Like, oh, crap. So, uh, I don't know. Pixar, I, I'm, I'm totally in. Screw him, I say. Um, have you seen the shows for captain state no Mm-mm. i've seen a couple trailers and it's just it just doesn't look like it can pull it off like it, it's interesting it's one of these apocalyptic kind of like like sci-fi like alien attack and i mean that's a cool poster right it's from the director of uh rupert wyatt from rise of the planet of the apes oh, yeah wow. and then it's got john goodman like and yet both trailers it feels like it's just not not gonna it's happen. Gonna, it's like it's missing something. Oh no! I don't know what, but yeah. Oh, real quick, you were talking about you gave up on South Park. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't caught up with you, James, since uh, Rick Grimes. Oh, ended, yeah. Even though I guess he didn't die, from what I read. Right, right. Yeah. You know, and I, now they're gonna make here, movies listen, with wait, him, wait, and that sounds actually, terrible. It sounds oh. terrible, but here, here's somebody that's watched it from the beginning. They've actually um, saved the show a little bit. And I can't believe I'm saying that to you. Because here's why. Um, Maggie quit. Well, and that's okay. You know, I, I don't know how they'll write her off. But it's really interesting because when this season started, we were just kind of like, eh, so what? You know? Yeah. And to be honest with you, the the vibe on the show is completely different. Hmm. And I didn't know if I was liking it at first. When I, fought, when I watched the first beginning, the first season, the season premiere, I mean the first episode of this newest season i was just like yeah i don't care i don't care and then at the end of it i was like okay what this is weird and then as it progressed they're gotten better and better and better and then when we heard you know rick was gonna go we were like wow this i'm ready for it you Mm -hmm. know i'm ready for this show to die and then it was really good it was like what the heck it's interesting. What and what he says is is accurate. Like when you look at IMDb, their their ratings for single episodes were in the mid sevens to by the end it was in the yep. nines. Yeah, it's people really dug the last couple it's, episodes. It's kind um, of like interesting. It's it, it is the ratings aren't there. It's just but the people who are watching it apparently are liking it. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think once word gets out and people actually get curious enough to watch them, they'll be like, wow. Why did they do this a long time ago? Huh. But I like where they're going. And they finally bring in, I think, I don't know, the Whisperers into it, which is really exciting, actually. Because if they're not doing the Whisperers, these are zombies that are evolving and can talk, which is kind of freaky. Because <laughs> huh. they're, oh my gosh, the end of oh. the last episode, they're looking for these two people in the forest and they're like, where are they? They're over here. They're like communicating. And I'm like, that can't be zombies evolving. It's got to be. The whispers, but then if it is zombies evolving and it's not the whispers, that's gonna really freak me out because uh, <laughs> it's of, so different. Speaking of zombies, you said you watched another movie that you were telling me about. Oh, what movie? Cargo. Was it? Oh, yeah, Martin Freeman. I did watch Cargo. Um, that was amazing. By the way, it was heartbreaking though. Oh my gosh, pretty intense film. Uh, uh, I acting solid. Complete completely different story than i was expecting it takes place in uh australia the outback and you've got you know 
Aborigine people and you've got this like this tension and you, you just are kind of thrown into it. Like you don't know what's going on. They kind of have to slowly hint at things and you have to really pay attention. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, Jackie and I watched it. It was great. Yeah, I watched it's, the tra- it's quick. I watched the trailer months ago and I thought it looked interesting. Yeah. I just haven't watched it. It's a great movie. Good performance. Um, wow. I was amazed. Uh, uh, good, good movie there. Right. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. When did I have time to watch all this stuff? <laughs> I know. You're like I'm in like, school and working and four kids. And... I'm like squeezing this in like seriously late at night. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it's not good. It's not... <laughs> <laughs> but that's it for uh, things I've seen. I even forgot I watched that. Golly. <laughs> all right. Cool. Well, um, I guess that concludes this Thanksgiving special of Nerding Daily. Da, da, da. <laughs> 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 right. Just kind of <laughs> 